Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noah Wise. I'm a designer here at Adafruit, and joining me every week is my brother Pedro. What's going on, everybody? I'm Pedro, as creative tech here at Adafruit. Every week, we come to share 3D printing projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This is where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects for you. Thank Yay. you so much for joining us. Let's start off the show with a lovely coupon code. That's right. Today's coupon code is Color Swirl. If you'd like to pick up anything in the Adafruit shop. Be sure to use the coupon code, Color Swirl. That's right, we get 10% off your order. Expires at 11.59 p.m. tonight. Works on everything except Adabox and gift certificates. That's right. You know what else? Freebies! Adafruit.com slash free. You can see all the free things that we have. $99 or more. We have uh, lovely things like a Prima Proto. Orders over $2.99 or more. We have more stuff. So check out Adafruit.com slash free for all the tiers. We're going to take a moment to see why our thing is buffering. Pedro, what do you think? I don't see any buffering over on Facebook. Okay. It says our stream is healthy. Okay, cool. Continue on with the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. There's always uh, streaming. Yeah, it says it's uh, sending data. Okay. Well, we'll keep going. All right. Same day delivery if you need your order right away the same day, you can do so if you live in New York City. Certain zip codes apply. Check out the website for that. Every Monday, we have a CircuitPython meeting hosted by Scott. And he does it every 2 p.m. Eastern time. You can join in. It happens on Discord. So if you'd like to join in on that meeting, you can absolutely do so. Check out discord.gg slash Adafruit. It's over on the left side column of that. Scroll all the way down over yes. to the audio channel for that. That's right. Every week, join Dan, Scott, Katney, and everybody who develops for CircuitPython. That's right. And the lovely contributors. The whole community is there. So, Hello, stop by, say everybody. Hi. We're in the live chat room. This happens 24-7. So if you'd like to ask, share, or just chat, we, everybody's there hanging out. Just thank you guys for hanging out with us. All right, let's see what else we got. Newsletters, we're gonna do this newsletter stuff. AdafruitDaily.com is the place to check out all the newsletters. There's different categories, circuit Python, micro biohacking, and 3D printing, yay. Product specific newsletter is over at adafruit.com slash newsletter. You can check those out. None of those are spammy, so check them out. Good stuff in all of them. Would you like to use your maker skills to pay the bills? You can absolutely do so. Help wanted Adafruit Jobs Board. Check it out. We're gonna we're gonna jump right in there and see what new jobs are going on. more postings added. Yes. <clears throat> so got some great ones from Little Bits, Senior Project Manager, Mechanical Design, got Hack a Day. There's some more down over here. Check them out. There's some very specific things like, yo, I got this library, and I got this OLED. I need help. <laughs> so if you'd like to uh, uh, check those out, please do so. Electrical Engineer. 
need Flora programming for a small project. Mm. If you'd like to post up your, um, your job, you can do so. It's free for everybody. And we also have um, Maker Profiles. Is that Dave Stills? Looks like Dave Stills. Maybe it is. Hey, Dave. And we have a bunch of lovely folks that are posting up their Maker Skills. New Super faces. Cool. There's some new faces here. Pretty cool. Thank you. Awesome. Cool. So check that out. Again, jobs.adafruit.com. Adafruit's gift to the community. Sweet. All right. Let's jump into this week's project. Heading on over to the Learn Guide. We'll see. This week we created a kind of a simple, fun, glowy project. One of our favorite ones. We love doing this stuff. Let's see here. Is it over there? Yeah. So this is the, this week's uh, 3D Hangout project that we put together. We 3D printed a nice little uh, sci-fi inspired bike light. But it can be a bunch of other things. It doesn't have to go on your bike. Maybe electric scooter, maybe your persons, maybe you're working on a prop weapon and you, and you, want, some, uh, you want some cool uh, inspiration for design and stuff. So the inspiration was from like rocket boosters and jet engines and that sort of stuff. So I made this cool looking shape. And, and uh, I've been, it's one of those things where you, uh, if you're a designer, you've got this itch to make shapes. I just wanted to make this shape. Look at this shape. So shapey. Um, it's dual extruded. I've had access to a dual extrusion printer for a little bit now. And I haven't really um, sat down and designed something specifically for it. So the, the goal here was to make this cool edge band that glows and then um, making these fins and stuff. Interesting thing is with 3D printing, you can make some crazy geometry. Yeah, really nice. Um, if you do uh, 45 degree angles, even 60 degree angles, you can make some crazy stuff that just floats in the air. So that's kind of how this, this thing starts pretty neat. Using translucent PLA um, with a mix of this uh, uh, black glitter infused PLA, they make this kind of cool uh, two-tone color looking thing. So when you add some lights to the backing of it, you get some really nice light diffusion. So uh, in here we got a, a 24x NeoPixel ring and a 7 NeoPixel jewel. So uh, making good use of those there, you get this cool interesting effect. There's your edge band. Here's where the microcontroller lives. It's kind of a neat way to make an enclosure. Uh, normally I like to make a box that is kind of printed flat. This one's printed up ways, so it's, so you get that. So you get this kind of cool thing here. It's got a removable lid, you can take this off. And you can see uh, all the guts inside there. We got a nice beefy 2200 milliamp LiPo battery. Man, there's a lot of cabling in there. You got a nice toggle switch to turn it off and on. And I'll just snap this back on there. I'm using the snap fits features here. There's these little indentations. And then there's these little knobs. Mate them together. It's symmetrical, so it doesn't matter how you snap it in. So that works nice. You got a nice toggle switch there. The feather itself is actually mounted in a separate mounting plate and it's uh, secured here. One of the reasons why I did that was to avoid printing with support materials. Uh, and then there's this really nice RGB LED button. Haven't used this in a project um, prior, kind of prior. And the really cool thing about this is this the code is written in CircuitPython. That means I can plug this in through USB to any computer and the code is accessible. Not just the code. The libraries are accessible as well. So if you want to make something that's accessible, um, that doesn't require an IDE to download or, or, or things like that, it all lives on the board, which is amazing. Where does it do functionality-wise? When you press the button, we can cycle through different colors. Really sweet. Uh, the LED, since it is an RGB LED inside here, we can change the colors depending on what is, is kind of here. This is supposed to be like an orange color. There's more green color. 
and we just cycle through these different colors. And you can change and add new colors uh, in the code on any computer. Pretty, pretty amazing. As long as the computer has you know, USB and notepad or whatever. Seems to work well. So we're going to run through that. I'm just doing a quick little demo. Uh, the way I attach it to a bicycle is with these 3D printed clips. Um, it is designed for a uh, 1.5 inch or 20, 38 millimeters in diameter. But you can uh, kind of change that. And we're using hardware screws and lock nuts uh, to keep this thing secured to my bike. Big fan of JST PH connectors. Um, makes it easy to disconnect this, um, which is really, really useful. And uh, we got this nice long cable so that you can kind of have some separation from your bike frame because I want to attach this to the bike frame and this to the handlebars themselves. Um, so yeah, the Neopixels themselves are uh, mounted just with friction fit on this little mounting plate that gets attached to the light diffuser. And um, there's a bunch of holes and stuff like that. I've, I've tried doing something similar before, um, but I never had access or, or the ability to get an exact one-to-one -one, uh, representation of the board. But be, with uh, Eagle CAD and Fusion kind of working really well with each other, you can get you know, completely precise, accurate one-to-one -one, um, models. Really nice. So that's why all the, the holes are in the exact spots and pinouts and mounting holes and all that, which we'll take a look at. All right, so there's the sort of a demo of the project. Any questions or anything? Nope. Nope. All good? Still, audio still works? <laughs> all right, let's go over to the learn guide. So there are just a couple parts. Most of them are in stock, which is surprising. Uh, we got the, the Feather M0 or the Feather M4. Those work, those both will work fine. Um, you could use an Adafruit Trinket M0 or an Itsy Bitsy. reason why we're using a Feather is because you get some nice stuff. You get proto area, you get LiPo charging, so we can just plug in via USB and recharge that honking battery. It's pretty good. So there's the parts list, nice clean parts list, so you can just kind of grab those. Everything's in stock except for the toggle switch. This is a really nice toggle switch. It's beefy, it's, it's accessible. Um, I like it. The RGB button, it's a nice metal button. Feels nice when you press it and you get RGB LED. Very nice. 16 millimeter panel mounted button. You could swap that out for a cheaper version um, if you'd like. You could use a regular 16 millimeter button. Um, yeah, we got tons of those. So it depends on how, whatever you want to do to change it. Um, yep. Also some hardware. These are the hardware uh, screws that I use. We've got some metric uh, pan head screws, some nylon lock nuts. Um, and an assortment of JST uh, pH connectors and things. Very cool. Also some screw taps, because I'm a fan of screw tapping my mounting holes and my 3D parts. So well, that's a good thing. And then tools and stuff. So there you go. Prerequisite guides. If you're new to the Adafruit Feather, or you're new to CircuitPython, or NeoPixel in general, it's always a good idea to just kind of walk through these guides and uh, take a look and take a tour from all the good stuff. All right, moving on to the circuit diagram. How's this thing wired? It's a nice vis visual representation of how to wire the electronics. Uh, the NeoPixels uh, have some, some extra pins for power and ground and data, so you just follow that. All of our circuit diagrams are created in Fritzing software, which I link to there. We also have an Adafruit parts library, so if you want to make your own nice-looking visual uh, circuit diagrams, you can use our Adafruit library and it's linked as well. I also link to just the individual parts. If you want to pick those parts instead of having to download a gigabyte of parts, you can just download what you want, which is normally what I do. You might notice that well, the, the, the button is a little bit uh, weird. There, there really isn't a fritzing part 
uh, that has an RGB LED button. So I just took an RGB uh, LED and a regular momentary button and just slapped it on top. Um, so that works well. Uh, yeah, so you can download the fritzing file if you want to if you want to modify it. Download the fritzing parts, and for accessibility reasons, all of the pins and things are written in text, so you can see uh, the wired connections per uh, component. It's nice. RGB button has a lot of wires, but hey, that's the way it is. Yeah. Toggle switch just two. All right. The, the way to power this thing, um, you might notice that there's no. Uh, battery attachment, just kind of just to keep it kind of clutter-free. So that's why I have this little paragraph here. It says, how do you power this thing? Yeah, you plug the, the battery right into the JST connector that's on board the, the Feather. Another reason why we're using the Feather, because some of the cheaper boards, like the Trinkets and the Gemmas, they don't have, well, the Gemma does, but Trinkets and stuff don't have onboard JST. So um, you got to solder that in. So win for the Feather platform. Yay. And you have the benefit of adding on uh, feather wings, so let's say you wanted to do some data logging with GPS or you want to uh, connect it via Wi-Fi or LoRa. You know, those things are really fun to do. So That's actually exactly what somebody just said. Uh, which said they could have a preemptive feature for anti-theft. Hey. Definitely add some huh. GPS. That's very useful. Upcoming project. Yeah. Really good code from Dave Estelle. Coming soon. You know what's interesting about this circuit diagram can be used for a lot of different things. Not just the bike light, like I said, maybe a prop weapon. Prop weapon? Prop thing. Mm-hmm. You know, cosplay prop thing. That'd be cool. So. There you go. Software. This is where all the magic is. Again, CircuitPython. This is amazing. So uh, if you're new to CircuitPython, it's really easy to, uh, to get the, uh, the CircuitPython latest version of it. Most of our boards ship with CircuitPython, but it's always a good idea to update uh, as, as there's so much work being done in CircuitPython. It's getting better and better. It's getting faster, more lean, more green. CircuitPython libraries, so many of them. It's amazing. We've got the NeoPixel library, the Adafruit Fancy LED library. This is the first project I've used that uses the Fancy LED library. And Simple I.O. So those are the required CircuitPython libraries um, that you can grab from the bundle. So you, there's a link here. Download the Adafruit CircuitPython library bundle. Just download that and drag it into the, uh, the folder that shows up when you plug in the feather to your computer. How awesome is that? The code is hosted on GitHub, so if you'd like to contribute or fork or any of that stuff, you can check it out. This was written by Lamar herself, and I feel very happy about it because she, uh, she wrote this uh, on my birthday. It was really fun. It was like the best birthday gift. It's like, oh, isn't that great? Very, very cool. Um, she, uh, she has comments throughout the code, um, so if you'd like to add colors, switch colors, it's commented there in English, so you can kind of read it. I can kind of read it. Um, so very, very cool. One of the reasons why the coupon code is color swirl is because that's one of her functions, I think. She called it color swirl. So if you are um, looking for uh, similar functionality, check out the code. Good stuff. All right, moving back on to the next stuff. 3D printing. So all the parts available to download, got STLs. If you're wondering if this is going to fit on your bike and you'd like to remake it, uh, there's the dimensions in there for the bike frame and the uh, handlebars, inches and millimeters. I always recommend dry fitting parts before like starting assembly. So file up some edges, make sure the thing snap fit, make sure that it fits into the bike frame, all those sort of things. Uh, tapping mounting holes is something that I was talking about earlier. I definitely recommend doing it as it improves um, the threading in your parts. So there you go. Or if you like heated uh, inserts, you can go that route as well with a little bit of CAD modification. Yeah. Slice settings, everybody's printer is different, so you might have to 
adjust your slice settings accordingly. Um, we're using an Ultimaker 3 with these slice settings here and slicing with Ultimaker's Cura because it works very well. Uh, when it comes to dual extrusion, um, you can dual extrude it in many different uh, ways. We have the multi-material um, tool heads from uh, Palette, for example, or the, the dual extruder from the Sigma BCN. They have a different way to do it, but more and more manufacturers are coming out with ways to do multi-material printing and uh, I'm taking advantage of it. But also, don't forget about the single extruders out there. So um, I also have single extrusion versions. Um, you could potentially uh, paint it out, mask out the areas that you'd like to mask out, I guess. Do that sort of thing. Also, probably didn't mention the box is also do extruded. Just from an aesthetic standpoint, I thought it'd be cool to have these kind of racer stripes on the side of the, of the box, which kind of looks neat there. I also have you. Uh, did I upload those? I don't know. But Cura has it so that you can export a project file. And that's yes, like so nice. So all the settings are there. You don't have to do any, you just literally just open that thing. And if you have the same printer and the same setup, it'll, all the slice settings will be exactly how I made it, which is kind of nice. Uh, Cause normally it's like, oh, you're on your own slice. There you go. <laughs> it's normally how it is, but that's uh, uh, it's one nice thing. I hope to see that more in the slicers to have that sort of functionality. So the CAD files are hosted on GitHub. Check those out as well as the code. I have the STLs as well. If you just want to print them straight away, if you want to modify them, the step file that works in most CAD packages, and of course the Fusion 360 file, which is this .f3d that includes a parametric timeline, uh, modifiable sketches, textures, good stuff. So check that out. Oh, also the Fritzy diagram is there. Oh, nice. Cute. All right, back over here. I got a breakdown of all the names of the parts and what they do just to kind of give you a clarity of what it is. Because there's quite a bit of parts, as you saw in this photo here. Um, there's a lot of little bits uh, to kind of clip onto your bike frame. So those are the pieces. What filament did you use? <clears throat> Someone would say. Um, PLA uh, from uh, Filamentum. They have some really nice high quality filament. I'm using the Va uh, Vertigo Galaxy PLA and the Rapunzel Silver. Uh, also translucent PLA, which we happen to carry in the shop. So if you want to pick up this translucent filament, Pretty nice. Um, it's uh, what I use to create this nice light diffusion effect. So there you go. Some good filament. Oh, it comes in 175 and three, uh, 2.85. So there you go. Same thing with the filamentum. Um, you, you can get them from Matter Hackers or straight from filamentum and even Amazon. So all good places. All right, now onto the assembling and kind of run through a little bit. Um, I like using JST connectors, as I said earlier. And um, we're using them here so we can easily uh, uh, panel mount the buttons because otherwise you kind of have to solder the button, the, the wires to the button while it's inside the box and that could lead to melty plastic. So, you know, it's always nice to use quick connects, whether that be JST PH or JST SM. This one, however, the box is designed around the PH stuff. So SMs are a little bit bigger. So there you go. All right, that's wiring the button. Wiring the switch. Pretty similar. Um, I really recommend using a third helping hand. If you haven't before, it'll make wiring much easier as it is a third helping hand. It helps you. Helps you hold things while you're soldering, which is nice. Soldering the feather itself, um, all the, well, the button and the, J the, button and the toggle switch, um, they have uh, corresponding connectors. So I just solder those into the feather. 
Uh, for this one, I'm using the pan of ice to hold it up because pan of ice is nice. It's more of a square board shape, so that helps you keep the board straight and in place while you are soldering those wires in. Also, want to mention these uh, these the wires themselves are this really nice silicone cover stranded core ribbon cable. So it's got that ribbon cable. They're all grouped like that, and you can pull them apart like stringy cheese. Um, it's 28 gauge. We have a couple of different ones. We have a 30 gauge one. This one is one meter long. They're back in stock. And I love this wire. It's premium wire. It's got that um, flexibility and a little bit more robust than your, uh, than your solid core wire. So you can bend it and flop it all over the place, which is nice when you're stuffing it inside an enclosure. And this stuff is really nice. Or just when you're soldering it. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. The NeoPixel itself, a um, little bit bigger wire. I always suggest, uh, I always have like noted what the wire lengths are or at least that I use in the project. And it's a little bit lengthy, it's about five inches long, uh, so that you can uh, you know, position it and things. The handle, once you're on the handlebar, you're gonna make sure that uh, there's enough slack and that you're not like disconnecting the, the JC connector. So uh, it's a little bit tricky to solder this thing, um, mainly because the way the design is, I guess, um, the, uh, the pins are accessible on the back of the PCB and the mounting plate that houses the PCBs uh, have these little holes so that you can thread the wires through there. And then you can uh, kind of hoist it up on the, the third helping hand and then solder those wires that are threaded through the mount. Hopefully these photos uh, help you. Um, you can click on the photos to <coughs> enlarge them to get a better look at this. So if you look here, you can see uh, how I am kind of, you know, the, the part is kind of off to the side. And then, um, you know, uh, another good tip is to use tweezers sometimes to kind of hold so you don't burn your fingers. Uh, my fingers tend to be meaty and big, so um, I like using tweezers to kind of get that in there. Um, be careful not to melt the plastic. So yeah, thing, uh, something that we saw right after we had done filming and uh, writing the guide and everything for it, uh, in the model, you could actually make a slit around the entire thing and have it connecting right. with like how a stencil is. We did it for a design for a past project before. We just yep. totally forgot about it. But yeah. that would probably be the better way to um, have those instead of having the little individual right. uh, holes for each. Yeah, it's a little bit more difficult this way. Yeah. Um, but it's nice that uh, you have a flush surface. Mm -hmm. The PCB is on a flush surface. That tends to be the problem when you do it that way. You have these wires that are underneath the PCB, and it's not quite hosted in there, but hey, it's a design thing. Um, yep, soldering up the uh, NeoPixel Jewel, we have plenty of power and ground. Also, that the 24X has uh, shared power and ground, so you don't have to share the pin, you just have this extra power and ground. You do, however, want to make sure that you are soldering. Um, it's kind of interchangeable, but in uh, whether you want the NeoPixel uh, Jewel to be like the, the, the first uh, what would you call it, the first uh, set, because you have to, uh, NeoPixels can be daisy chained, right? So you have a data in, and then the data out flows into another data in. So that's um, the way I set it up. Data in is going to the pixel ring, data out goes from the ring to the jewel, and that's why I have that set up, so that's why uh, it's set up that way. Same thing, we gotta thread it into the little holes and um, solder that in place and have these extra wires um, that kind of 
they get, they get soldered into uh, the NeoPixel Jewel, so they really are sharing power and ground just through different pins, which is nice. Love those extra pins. Um, so there you go, that's how you wire up the NeoPixels themselves to this thing. A little bit difficult, but it's gets a, a nice, uh, nice effect. Definitely worth it. Yeah, nice and secure. So definitely want to test it out before um, following through the rest of the assembly. On to assembling the headlight. So uh, this mounting plate, um, just line it up with the tabs on the diffuser. There's, there's M3 holes there, so you can just um, attach them with those screws. It's pretty, uh, pretty nice there. Uh, and then attaching the head clips, the headlight clips rather. There's these two tabs, square tabs that are on the outside of the mount. And um, those get press fitted in. And then there's a special little, uh, what would you call it? A special little kind of uh, recessed area with a hexagon shape sized for a lock nut, an M3 lock nut. So that the print itself will hold the lock nut in place while you're fastening. Nice, that's the sort of things you can do with uh, 3D printing. All right, so there you go. That's the fully assembled headlight. So the mount for the feather is its own little part. It's symmetrical, so you can uh, uh, orient it in whatever way. There's there, uh, was it four or five millimeter tall standoffs that are built into that little mount. I recommend threading them with a, ta with a screw tap. They're M25 sized, as it's written there. And uh, you want to use, uh, I suggest using flat head screws because they have tapered edges. If you use a pan head screw, um, you might uh, kind of interfere with one of the chip LEDs on board uh, the feather. So be careful if you're using button heads, pan heads, as they're often called. I don't recommend those. I recommend the flathead ones. These are kind of nice. I also link to those in the overview of where I like to get my screws from. Cool. On to the case assembly. I start off with installing uh, the components, the panel-mounted components, the button and the switch. So I'm just going to fit those in, and they come with their appropriate hex nut hardware to kind of attach it. The, uh, the switch has uh, two hex nuts and a washer, I believe. So I don't think I used the second washer, I just used the first one. So however you'd like to do it. The hardware is included, so that's nice. Talk about orientation, things like that, to get the, the, the optimal position for all the things as you read through it. Um, yeah, install the battery. The battery has this little, or the case has this little kind of curved clip for the battery to fit into. So that's the way it's fitted into. You don't need any thumbtacks or sticky tack or anything, just, you can do a lot with 3D printing. Like you, can, you can design all sorts of holder and things for batteries. And um, this cylindrical battery fits nicely in, inside the corner here of the box. And then before stuffing the, the, the feather mount, uh, you want to connect the battery. It's, otherwise you won't have access to it once it's secured in there. And we're just using two screws to secure the mount to the box. There you go. Um, with all of the connections on the outside, you can connect all the JST feathers. One little tip is uh, to avoid uh, connecting the wrong connector. Um, I, I reversed um, the male and female connectors, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't confuse the button and the toggle switch because they both use two pins. If I were had, had them both have the same male and female, uh, connectors and I, I could potentially connect the wrong one. You could also use different colored wires or labels or even heat shrink tubing to, to differentiate the connections. Um, so that's always nice to consider. And then the clips have a little bit of a T-slot and there's a railing that's built into the case and uh, 
you just slide it in and it kind of locks in there. You may have to uh, use a filing tool to, to loosen it up a little bit, but you want it to be really tight so that it doesn't slide around on your bike or wherever you're putting it. And then the final NeoPixel test, uh, make sure everything still works. Attaching it to the bike is the last steps. Um, so I'm using uh, longer screws. These are 10 millimeter long screws, M3, and some uh, lock nuts, some nylon lock nuts. I actually 3D printed the little um, socket adapter because I didn't have one for that size. So that's always, that's always nice. Uh, same thing for the handlebars. There you go. Final form. Sweet. All right, so that's the project in a nutshell. Kind of ran through that, but if you read through it uh, word for word, it's um, pretty descriptive of what it, uh, how to do it. So pretty neat. I'll jump over to the CAD just to show that off a little bit. Uh, so here's the kind of CAD assembly. Uh, not the best organization here on the side, but whatever. Um, I really needed a way to visualize how these parts were going to snap, so I, I designed these little tubes to kind of act the, as the bike. So that works out well. It's not really, not using user parameters, because I kind of wanted to rush this one, um, but it's totally doable. If we uh, look at the electronics, you can see um, the PCBs here. These are available on our GitHub parts library. Even the silk screen shows up, which is super cool. But as you can see, the pins are, are kind of uh, spread out across the PCB. So that's how I was able to get absolutely correct one-to-one -one representation. Here are some other components. This is the Feather, the Feather M0. It's fitted over there. We have the battery. And they're really, really close. As you can see, it almost looks like the pins are smashing into the button there. Uh, but because of the way I, I actually am not using headers, so I'm just going to disregard that. And if you want to update these clips to, up, to fit your bike, you can do so as well. Um, each, each, each one of those are their own components. For example, if you wanted to take the bracket, you can isolate that, right click, isolate, and you can modify it. I like to have my timeline with this option here. If you hit the little gear icon, you can see here it says uh, hide all inactive features. And that'll just clean up your timeline so you can only see the things that are pertaining to that uh, component. So if you wanted to change um, the diameter here, you can open up the sketch and then change it here. This is how thick I have uh, the, the thing itself. If you want it a little bit thinner or thicker, you could change that if you'd like. Just kind of nice. Everything OK? Yeah, I'm just laughing at the comments here. <laughs> oh, no. No, it's good stuff. <laughs> oh, OK. It's like, oh, no, I'm failing. What's going on? <laughs> All right, so there's the CAD stuff. A lot of fun. Cool. That's the project. I'm going to move on to uh, um, this right here. So the CAD parts are available to download. So you can check them out right over. Where are we? I think I lost the page. Is it this one? No. Whatever. It's on GitHub. I have a link down below in the description. Uh, some new parts that we added to the GitHub is actually still right here. Now let's go back into CAD land. Tunnel, CAD land. There we go. You got a 16 millimeter button. This is uh, PID is there. This is like one of your more basic buttons, 16 millimeter. It's got the threading and stuff. This is the battery for the lightsaber. I added it to our GitHub repo, so folks can download that. It's a pretty accurate 
um, measurement of it. So it's a nice, four, uh, there, there are just two 2200s slapped together in this little band. The, the, R, the RGB LED button is here as well, so you can download that, get, a, get that. Um, this is nice, this is the micro USB breakout. This one uh, has two mounting holes, so for example, if you wanted to break out or extend the, the USB, you can use one of these guys here. So it's kind of nice. I used it on the lightsaber project as well. Speaking of lightsaber project, the prop maker wing is also available to download. Traces are in the back there. I wish the silk screen showed up, but for whatever reason, they didn't show up. Uh, Eagle's working on, on that, I hope, because uh, when you use custom uh, template layers for your silk screen, um, sometimes they don't show up. So I think we put the request in. It's probably some other things I got to fix yeah. around it. Also, I got this Pico Blade connector there, which I, I downloaded from, I believe, Digikey. Shout out to Digikey. They got nice CAD parts too. Got a nice trim pot there, so you can access that. Reset button, and this new uh, three-pin JST male connector that's on the, on the board itself. So there you go. So if you want to make some, some props with the prop maker wing, download this guy. That's it, those are all the parts that are up on GitHub. Let me just go ahead and go to there. GitHub.com slash Adafruit slash Adafruit underscore CAD parts. There they all are. If you'd like to contribute, you can do a pull request and I really appreciate that. If you have some requests, you can file an issue as well. And um, I'll get to that as, uh, as I get there. Sweet. You know, subscribe and get notifications anytime new parts are added. Yeah, apparently people have 79. And there's eight forks. Cool. Ooh. Hey. Yeah, I also added a library, an MIT license, so if you want to... It's open source, as, as open source as it could be. All right. Cool. That's cool um, comments in the chat going on. Yes. Yes, this will definitely fit on a scooter. Excellent. Yes, we did I'd see love to that. see somebody make it and, and, and uh, put it on their vehicle. Obviously, you want to be very uh, concerned about the laws. It could be illegal in certain areas. Um, so make sure you check your laws. Uh, for the color of the light. For the, the color light. of the light, yeah. It's like it's not allowed to be anything other than white or yellow. And it gets confused with a tail light. Maybe you do want it to be red, and you do put it on the tail mm -hmm. of your light. Can't go wrong with a rainbow color swirl, though. <laughs> yes. Very cool. Let's see. Oh, I should have highlighted these. Um, yeah, we'll do it next week. Yeah. We, we, yes, we need more Collins Lab. I agree. He is. That is why I subscribed here. Where's Colin? Scripts take a while to write. <laughs> yeah. He as well. Color swirls, coupon code. Don't forget to use that. 10% off your order, expires at 11.59 p.m. tonight. That's right. Oh, cool. Uh, let's move yeah. on to this week's Shop a Taco. Talk. All right, you want to go with the, the box? What's in the box? Tell us. All the way from Czech Republic. Yes, so I want to say beginning of the year, we put in an order for this one to check out the Prusas since everybody seems to have gotten them. Prusas. And it looks like there's still a one. long wait. <laughs> yeah. But it finally came in, we got the multi-material upgrade on that. We'll be testing that soon. But the first thing we want to do is just make sure that it 
operated uh, well out of the box. Uh, super easy unbox here. We didn't get the kit version. We just yeah, got the yeah, assembled assembled. version. And lo and behold, it worked really good out the box. This is a super awesome open source printer. Mm -hmm. Actual I was surprised how small and light the actual printer, like all right. of the components were. Um, it's a direct drive, 1.75. And the first thing we wanted to print on this was a phone case. Where's my phone? Phone case, it works. I broke mine and I printed this one on there. Yeah, very, one of the first nice. things that we worry about when testing a new printer is, oh my God, how are the dimensions? Yeah, the tolerances. <laughs> Dimensional it accuracy. It works just as good as all the Ultimakers. So all of the sizes, all the fittings, they all should work. So anything that we design for it, because we are going to be doing a lot more multi-material testing for yes. this, should work out pretty good. Yes. The second test was a little unusual. I tried the wood fill and it did a pretty good job. All of the printers that we've ever used wood fill come out just like this, so right. this isn't it's fault. expected. Yeah. yeah, it's expected. It cleans Retraction up really nice. Retraction is on. It's just a, it's an oozy type it's of pretty filament. oozy, yeah. Uh, interesting thing about the nozzle, it is, what, an E3D hot end, all metal hot end. Yeah. So it really works good job. with flexibles. It works with flexibles and composites and mm -hmm. all that weird stuff people are making. Yeah, the included filament works pretty good. I like the gray color that they have here. Right. Heated bed, by the way. Heated bed with PEI. You yeah. heard it right. Where's Kirby? Kirby? PEI, we finally did it. <laughs> High five. Uh, we're using Octopet. a uh, Raspberry Pi Octoprint. One quick tip that I forgot, make sure you're using a Pi 3. Oh yeah. Otherwise you are gonna have some um, slower, weird tool retractions That's as you can see right yeah, there. Yeah. Second thing I did was- I didn't even thought that was a problem. I had forgotten. Yeah. Um, yeah. So since using all the Ultimakers, all that's built in and you can contribute to Octoprint. We have been for a number of years, even after we stopped using it. Yep. But yeah, yep. everything worked out pretty good. There was no unusual weirdness that happened with it, which is always good because it, you know, testing out stuff definitely takes away time from projects. So Correct. we're happy to report that, um, yeah, it has been added to our arsenal of printers. Such a fancy printer, it doesn't even need to print. It just prints in thin air out of magic. Now this is a, of course. a plugin called Octolapse, which is one of the benefits of using Octoprint and the Raspberry Pi. Mm -hmm. You get Wi-Fi connectivity and you get uh, the community of developers who can make interesting plugins like this one. It so this will tell the printer to park over there and tell the bed to stay over here. And then it uses a USB webcam. We're using the Logitech C92 webcam. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can uh, take these amazing time lapses. Yeah, this is How great. amazing. With a regular GoPro, you would see the bed moving. You wouldn't even be able to see the part. It'd be blurry. But with Octolapse, you can you can get this phenomenal effect where it's just like growing out of thin air. Pretty yeah. cool. This looks awesome. And the really cool thing about it, like, is there's no setup. Usually for a time lapses, we get to set out the camera and make sure mm. the lining's all right. There are intervals. All yeah. this is just a test. Yeah, all our exposure, all that crap. This yeah. just works. Let's like look magic. at the parts that we printed on it, so we can. Take yeah, a look so at the phone first. Here, uh, since we were just looking at the lightsaber pen, really cool model on Thingiverse. We'll right. link that in the show notes. It is meant to hold a pencil. So, sort of cool, simple. Uh, checking out the quality for that. Me. Looks just as good as the Ultimaker. There you go. Yeah, there's some under, there's some, there's some, you know, overhangs and things that the, that the printer will struggle with. Um, but uh, that's just, hey, there you go. It's working out. Yeah, it should have been some like fillets and chamfers on here. Yeah. Or we the, the more interesting is like to see the how the old pie versus the really like performance of the pie. 
Oh, it's um, just that how many? The, the, it's the battery that's able to the um, send the uh, the tool path for. So same printer, the Prusa. Yeah. Um, same G code. Pi B here and Pi three here. How interesting! Look how disgusting that looks. <laughs> it's not the printer's fault. It was the Raspberry Pi's fault. <laughs> Does anyone else have that issue? Uh, so when I googled this issue, there was, was oh, like plenty. six pages deep of. There was one person who mentioned this. So. Uh, worth repeating if you're okay. getting some funky tool paths. It's it not your slicer because I tried like four different slicers. It oh, is that's right. That's probably what's the cool pie. about the. That's what's really cool about the Prusa. You have options for slicers. You can use Cura, or you can use Slicer, or you can use you Simplify 3D. Simplify 3D. Um, yeah. So these are pin add-ons. You put a, a, a number two pencil in there, and you get this nice lightsaber pencil. Pretty cool. So those are some parts we printed. Also, um, this is. Really practical, really, really nice uh, surface quality here. Um, it's an iPhone case, but hey, it snaps in. You're pretty good job. Really nice. We also test it out. I didn't get a chance to offload the footage for this. We did semi-flex printing since they do uh, tout that they can print Ninja Flex, so we'll be trying out that. Next, uh, did some very simple little Mickey ears hey. for that. And this is That's just semi-flex. Semi um, it did not adhere, or like, Fused to the bed, so that's good. Yeah. It was able to come off uh, pretty, uh, pretty quick, pretty Sweet. easy. Okay. And um, I think the settings for this is just like 50 millimeters a second. Really? No, no, I'm sorry, 40. No, it's got 40. 40. Yeah. We 40 tried millimeters a second. And it kind of. Yeah. Didn't work. And very happy to report that it did a really good job, even on like on the details, on like all the yeah. small things. Uh, usually the printers sorry, have some trouble with that. Focus. Especially all the little detailed parts. Yeah, it's right very now. difficult to print. It did a First really good job. Super important on this yeah, one. And anyway, very happy this with one. it. Sweet. Cool. Flexibles, yay. Yeah, we got a so lot of 175 good. filaments. So as well as um, some of the other materials. We didn't really print with like the PET G and the, um, I forget the other ones, ABS and yeah. a couple of other ones. It yeah. does a really good job. All the presets are all there for it. The Apparently, bed. the parts that are on the printer itself C are printed in PETG. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, PET G thing. Well, that's what Kirby told me. Yeah. Kirby saying he needs it. Is it next week? No, is it? Two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Disney's in two weeks. weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, if you guys would be out there. Yeah, say what's I'll, up. I'll bring you one, Kirby. Meet up, Kirby. Print another one. Set. Uh, glow in the dark. Came out good. So uh, if it was able to do the semi flex, I uh, should be able to do a really good job with the cheetah as well. Yay. Uh, next thing I'll try is just a regular um, 85A uh, Ninja Flex. Yeah. The ultimate test. That. Multi-material. I would really have that loved be, to have had four materials so on the lightsaber because I had two colors and then I needed support material. I'm really a big fan of breakaway supports or scaffolding, whatever it's called. Whoa. Um, so that would have been nice to use. So maybe we'll test that out. Yeah. Cool. Oh, Dave is saying that his uh, the MK3 actually has the Pi Zero built in. Try printing a circle because I the case over there was printed with the uh, Pi B. And it came out perfect. That's yeah. why I didn't think that it would be the pie. Well, it doesn't have all this crazy geometry. Yeah, try a cylinder. Okay. Let me know how that one yeah. works. Because um, all I did was switch it out to Pi 3 and exact same G-code, and it printed very well, uh, all these cylindrical objects. Sweet. And we'll be doing some more time lapses and stuff. This is just a little test. I think yeah. we're going to get a better USB camera for this. But you yeah. kind of need to be a USB camera because... Uh, um, I think Octo we could hook. Is what's telling the thing to take the photo. Yeah. I think works. what I'm going to do is just grab another one of our intervalometers, 
cut the cord on it and just hook it up so that the um, so it just triggers it. So we'll have like two oh, that's angles at the neat. same time. That's a good idea for that. Another thing to, to, to note about this, which I didn't even consider, is that it actually increases your print time because it has to park yeah. and it has to take the photos. So it's it, fine. It, it's fine. I mean, you, you're going to get this really sweet effect. Um, so very cool. Yeah, I thought that we had ordered a <laughs> MK3, but yeah, uh, it was I guess back not. in April. <laughs> And then we got a voucher code for the multi-material unit because they were in the process of updating it. So at least we got the latest for that one. Um, ah. So it does have some nice features, like it has an auto probe leveler, and it does like how many points of leveling? I forget. Is it nine? Something like, like that. that. Yeah. So yay, Pusha. Yeah, maybe it's the older board? I don't know. He said he printed uh, cylinders just fine with the Pi Zero, which really? is funny since I could have swore Octoprint said it does not, that they, no, only, they, recommend they only recommend Pi 3s. Yeah. I downloaded it like yes, the day before yesterday. The image for it, yeah. And it was like, hey, use a 3. <laughs> Stop telling us this and that. Oh, yeah, it's probably for support issues. It's nine like, points. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Got it. Yes, nine points. Super fast, really good. A little Z probe for that. Can't wait to test out the multi-material stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. Well, we that's shop talk for now. Yeah. We're gonna move on to community makes. We got a time lapse every Tuesday. We time lapse. We time. We do a time lapse of uh, designs from the community. Sometimes our own, but mostly other folks, fine folks that design cool things. Mm -hmm. This, this one is kind of special. This one's neat. This one has a little bit of history to it. Okay. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? This is called Tell us in the comments. Think a dot. Think I a dot. Never heard of this. Replica. Yeah, this is posted on Boing Boing. PT saw this and was like, print me up one. Yeah, this is cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So shout out to Michael Gardy who designed this, and we're gonna run. We're gonna walk through uh, his post as it's quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, so this is Pedro assembling it. It's a multi, it's a different parts, multi-part thing that snap fits. Uh, no hardware screws needed. No. Okay. It's all cool. Snap fit. Press fit. Yeah. So this is a cool little game from, what was it, the late 60s or 50s, yeah. something like that. It was a 8-bit, uh, I'm sorry, 8-pixel, 2-bit little display. It's a game. So yeah. what you're trying to do here is match a certain amount of patterns uh, in as least moves as possible. Right. A cool little uh, brochure that he uploaded here. Show all yeah, the this is the brochure from the like original Thigadot. Mm -hmm. This was uh, developed by... Um, Gosh, educational something, ESR. It's yeah. a cool little game. Educational science research in the late 80s. Let's just read this thing. This is great. Yeah. Um, so, well, we'll walk through it a little bit. There's a little wiki page about it, so you can see here. Is this the wiki page? Yes, it is the wiki page. Okay, yeah. Uh, so it was manufactured during the 1960s. And... Some post-processing stuff. Post-processing stuff here. It's actually colored, not not dual Then you just paint it, color it with a sharpie. Pretty nice. So nice, nice assembly instruction and photos mm -hmm. here too as well. Which is nice. Um, so yeah, he he puts together in Tinkercad, sort of his first modeling effort, which is pretty cool. Some history there. This is amazing. He had too. one on hand, so he took it apart um, to reference it. Digital calipers, patience, and Tinkercad. That's how he put it together. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Tried to bring it into Fusion 360, 
Um, we ended up manually creating the, the fillets on the edges there, which is kind of nice. Yes, but I mentioned earlier they're having a problem with the new fillet tool inside of Fusion. Oh. Yeah, so take a moment to, to read through it. Pretty nice. Jump over here. to the overhead. Yeah, okay. Just seeing Sorry. text here, seeing some operation from it. So super cool. Um, usually when you see things like this uploaded on Thingiverse, it's like, I don't know if this is going to work or not. It probably just works for a printer. I'm uh, happy to report that it was a very easy build. It is going to take like, I don't know, like a day of printing nothing but this. But oh. see the end result is very satisfying in terms of having nice mechanics that work with it. Um, he does suggest, I think it was like an eight millimeter uh, marbles. I'm just using eight. Uh, sorry, 11 millimeter marbles or 10. It's all in the description. I'm mm -hmm. just using eight mm -hmm. and that worked out pretty good. Yeah. So on the overhead, just want to show yes, the functionality of it. Works pretty well. I'm really surprised yeah. with the way this all worked out. Yeah. It's a fun little game to try to, you know, bring back something from the past. Right. If we take a look kids. at this thing, there's actual like, there's all the patterns that you can yeah, make. Yeah, it's like, hey, make this pattern and mm -hmm. try to make that pattern the least amount of steps or yeah. balls, I guess, required to do it. Mm -hmm. It's pretty neat. It's a good kind of like a calculator type game. It's pretty neat. So there you go. Yeah, super cool print. If you want to bring back Relic, this is such an awesome way of um, you know, introducing this to yeah. the new generation because yeah. I've never seen or heard about this. Yeah, from an educational standpoint, like maybe you have a group of kids, have mm -hmm. them take a design from the 60s, that is such a revive it, you learn history, yeah. and then you reverse engineer it by creating, you know, mm -hmm. using uh, different tools, modern tools to kind of develop it. Yeah. So it's pretty neat. It's a very awesome job there, designing yeah. this, bringing this back. Yeah, so check it out. It's on Thinkiverse, thinka.replica. It's very awesome. By Michael. I've not been able to stop playing with it. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. So yeah. cool. All right, cool. Now that, now that the time lapse is done, we can let Gavin play with it. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, we got some other cool makes here. Going back on to Community Makes. Let's jump on over to some stuff that people um, remix and publish and post. Really appreciate it. This is a remix <laughs> of uh, the Raspberry Pi 7-inch portable touchscreen display. This is pretty neat. Uh, Low Power Labs on Thingiverse posted this, remixed it to fit uh, some more components and some extra buttons and things. Um, so you can see it has a little tripod thing here, which is pretty nice. So we're looking for a way to um, kind of do some automation. The, the, the Pi display is multi-touch and it works well. This is from the Pi Foundation. Mm -hmm. So it works out really well. I like cool. how he's using it. It looks like a security cam here. Yeah. It also has a build instruction blog, so we can check that out. Show how he Sweet. built it. Very nice. Using uh, some power backup and oh, shut off wow. control. Looks like a Tindy board maybe. Very oh, cool. cool. So I, I love when people do it. Hey, Minty Boost. Hey, what? hey, sweet. Excellent. Nice work there. We got a Pi Zero case. If you, if you want a nice snap fit Pi Zero case, um, you, can, you can download that one. Shout out to Dave for posting his make of it. This is really cool. An update to the Pi Girl. This one um, adds some sounds, sound to it. Hmm. Very, very elegant looking design. Oh. More of a controller base, built-in support removal. Wow. This is a really, really great job. Very cool, using all, all the uh, traditional kind of AFU parts in the Pi Zero. Huh. I like how the zip ties are in there holding the uh, USB ports. Yay. Very cool. There you go. If you want to make a cool Pi Girl, Freaking awesome. Even yeah. a little stand for it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Shout out to Liz Clark, Split City DIY, posting a make of the Halloween M0 Express. Yay. Also check out, um, subscribe to Liz on YouTube. 
she um, does a monthly print things where she uh, kind of does, well, this is an ad, but let's go to her main page. Give her a subscribe. Do some great really content. Really cool 3D printing builds as well as some cool electronic builds as well. Excellent. Thank you, Liz. And this is a, a kind of a, after Halloween, you get to post all the Halloween things. Oh, yeah. This is uh, our NeoPixel LED gas mask. Um, so the uh, person here on Thingiverse uploaded his make of it. Here he is wearing it. Got some EL wire and stuff. It's a fun one. They made this a couple of years ago. It has um, a little laser diode in there. Yeah, used a PETG and used an Adafruit Gemma for the controller. Printed on a, on a Prusa MK 2.5 with a PETG. Very cool. Lovely photos as well. Very fun mask. Here's a make of the IoT Gmail box. We did this uh, project in collab with, uh, with Brent, who works on the Adafruit IoT team. It's a nice little box here. So we printed it. Oh, okay, that's another make. I was like, did he yep. add a speaker to it? Yep, saying, uh, yep, had some screws lying around in the office, but it looks cool, works well. Here's a short video of it working. Sweet. Again, with the Pet G. Yeah. <laughs> I think Excellent. it's a sign. Yeah, we need a new Pet G. It's always a sign of relief, though, when you guys post make. Yeah, this is great. We really appreciate it, and um, we'll, you know, share it. I'm just happy sure. that the parts work. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, it actually works. Sweet, so those are this week's community makes. Shout out to everybody for posting their makes. Cool. Don't forget, we got a coupon code. Color Swirl gets you 10% off your order. Also works on, doesn't work on gift certificates or Ada boxes. Or Ada boxes. Speaking of Ada box, it's happening. It's coming. Yes. So you got to sign up now yeah. before it gets um, too late. Yeah, before it's too late. It's so we only have a certain amount of boxes that the team is able to make. Yep. And we can only make so many. So definitely take advantage right now. Sign up. Adabox.com, I believe, is the site. Is it Adabox.com? Did we get that? Adabox.com. Yes, get what? started right How there. How do we do that? It's going to be an awesome one. You definitely don't want to miss out. Get started. Do it now. I think they're almost done with it. Oh, look, we have a <laughs> thing. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, later tonight, we got some more shows for you. Show and tell if you have a project that you'd like to share or something that you're working on, or some retro gear, whatever you like to show. Um, arts and crafts are fine too, everything's fine. Um, as seen on Show and Tell, that's the name of the show. It happens uh, on Google, is it Google Plus still? Maybe, it's on YouTube and other places. Um, check out, the, hang out in the Discord to get the, the invite link to actually tune in, uh, or, or not tune in, but like be on the, the show. So it happens tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Shortly after, at 8 p.m., Marfell, full hour of Marfell, new products, CircuitPython segments, open source hardware. Of course, new news. projects. And new and products. Products yes. and projects and all the other cool secret stuff secret that's going stuff. on. Yeah. And you also have opportunity to win stuff. Last mm -hmm. week, somebody won an M4 trellis, which is excellent, like the whole kit. That was, that was a nice prize. Tomorrow, there's always tomorrow. John Park will be live again on every Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Yes, always working on super awesome projects, make code minute. Yep. Definitely check it out. Yeah. Heading in the Ada box. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, we appreciate everybody's showing us. Wait, I don't know. I'm out of words. 
Those are the people that work at Adafruit. Thank you so much for your orders and stuff. Mm -hmm. It really supports and helps everybody. Yeah. Yesterday, um, here in the States, it was a voting day and everyone got the day off to go vote. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Lamar and Phil for doing that. It's, it's very uh, noble. Yes. Thank you all for joining. Yeah. It's going to be cold up there soon. <laughs> Don't forget, freebies are out there too. Check it out. People good. Go swirl. Can you guys hear the pre-show, man? This thing is loud. People were saying, yeah. <laughs> Aw, they appreciate this. Thank you. We appreciate you. Really do. Can't believe we, we, we get to do this. 210 episodes. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks, Ooh. everybody, for joining. We'll be here Feel next week. <laughs> I feel pressure. <laughs> Oh, and of course, man. you can follow us on all the socials for some of the behind the scenes on some of the things we're working on. Shout us out there in the Discord as well. You can shout us out there. See, Bill's asking some questions here. Yes. And get to that after the show. If I can say shout out to, uh, to Donald Bell for Maker Update. Oh, yeah. Episode 100 is going to happen either this week or next week. Looking yeah, shout out to everybody it. in all the chat rooms. Let me just go through some of these. Arduana. Imagination form, Tom. You get a shout out. You get a Micah Gutt. <laughs> John Park is in the chats as well. Dave Estelle's, Seth Kirby. Over in the Discord, we got uh, Jules. Andy Calloway is hanging out. Bill Binko from AT Makers. Oh. Hanging out. Thank you all for joining every week. Tom Yay. Brown in here. Mark Mays. Kita Gutt. I think I already said that. Shout out to Caitlin's dad. Special <laughs> shout out to Caitlin's dad. I always enjoy those yeah, always. minion posts. Yeah, we're minions. <laughs> I think we could have collab on a project. We're like we're scripted minion doing stuff. I would like one of those as a uh, Christmas gift or something. Yeah. Little of dolls, so cool. Yep. All right, guys, thanks all for joining. See you guys next week, and don't forget to make, make a great day. Awesome day. Here's your fail. There it is. That's right, every printer fails, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. This if is you our fault. orient it wrong. <laughs> this is oriented wrong. <laughs> it's supposed to be up, upside Whoops. down. <laughs> Whoops. But it handled the fail very gracefully. Look yes, at that. Look at it that. would have survived. Maybe. We got some fail art. <laughs> Excellent. All right, folks. Don't forget. See you next week. You got a snake? Deal with it. Look at the snake. <laughs> Just like, deal with it. This is out of stock. You can't have it yet. Deal with it. <laughs> I suggest signing up for a certain yes. subscription box. Okay. See you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>